bad start. <laughs> That's season one, I believe. Um... Oh, right, right, Yeah, right, I right, believe right, it's okay. like... I think, I think it's late in season one, though. Like, maybe... Oh, okay. This, maybe the second last episode. I'm pretty sure. Oh, uh, okay. Is it Cassie or Casey? It's Cat. I don't know. It's Cassie. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Cassie. Well, I, I was always so confused, too, with her and her sister, because it's her sister that's friends with Rue, right? Right. Yeah. And she's the one who does the play. And she's like, the so young. I think her and Rue are younger than them. Yes. Right. Yes. And, like, I, I didn't know. I, I was always back and forth. Are they one big group of, like, friends? Like, all of them? Like, Rue, uh, Kat, uh, like, the, the whole shebang? Or are, is it the older ones and the younger ones? I think that, like, Rue and uh, Lexi kind of fell into their group because they are pretty close gotcha. in age. But, like, it definitely, uh, okay. like, I think they started out, like, probably separately. But, again, I think because they're so close in age and because I think Cassie and Lexi share a room. So, like, having, like, Maddie over, like, sleeping over, like, they're all going to be together, right? So, I think it's just, like, that age where they all became pretty close. Uh, okay. I'm so glad I wrote these names down because as you were saying it, it it's going to make it so much easier to... <laughs> to refer because there's so many characters there are a lot of characters um yeah and like do you do you have a favorite um, are, are you able to pick a favorite it's it's hard because there's so i mean there's so many good characters and they've really done a great job of introducing like introducing them to us like how we mm -hmm. get sort of episodes that are like highlighted on specific characters they explain like a bit of like their background like maybe their childhood family history so like we really get to see like a spotlight on a lot of our main characters and it makes it mm -hmm. harder to choose for sure okay well here's another question then i'll, I'll rephrase it a little bit and it, it, I, I mean there's a whole spectrum of, of personality but in regards to the main female characters is there one that you relate to the most Ooh, yeah yeah honestly i think probably would be Lexi for me okay. I th I mean I think it's it's difficult because season one she was definitely more passive like I don't think like her character came off of like weak necessarily but definitely like more passive she was more of an observer and like I think Rue even says that in one of her like when she's narrating one of the scenes like um she's more more of an observer like but then in season two we get to see things more from her perspective and mm -hmm. for me I think um that was like definitely a switch like uh she's definitely like quickly become one of my favorites to watch um I think I share some of her, like, she's definitely a bit, like, a bit of a dreamer, I'd say, and I think I definitely relate to that a lot, um, but also, like, her family dynamic, I would say, I can relate to a lot as well, like, her relationship with her father, um, and, like, like, that aspect, like, her father also becomes a drug addict, we find out, and so I think, for me... Like, watching her dynamic with that was, like, really, like, it hit close to home. And, like, uh, honestly, at times it was, like, very, it was, it was touching, but it was, like, a little bit painful. I think also, like, her relationship mm. with Rue and how it kind of mimics her relationship with her father is, like, really sad. Um, but mm -hmm. I do love that, like, with Lexi's play, Rue had the opportunity to sort of acknowledge it and when they got to talk about the play in the end of season two Rue kind of talks about Lexi's dad like like wanting to be there for her and in that way kind of acknowledges the fact that she recognizes that probably she's also created some painful experiences for Lexi um but it's like really like really sweet like the friendship that they have even though it's at times a bit toxic <laughs> um mm -hmm. but yeah I think probably 
her character for me is probably like I would say she's my favorite character and like again I mean we've talked about this before but like you know like the idea of kind of seeing yourself in the people or characters that you watch is always um there's something like more rewarding about it I guess just more relatable Mm -hmm. how about you do you have a favorite character is it Nate Oh, favorite, favorite <laughs> who do I relate to? Uh, all these great men. Yeah, so this, many uh, great options to yeah, choose from. Yeah, I will. Um, a, a favorite character, honestly, favorite. I mean, Zendaya's uh, Rue. Uh, her performance is Rue. I, I like. I think that's kind of a cop out answer. Like, she's obviously quote unquote the lead. I do enjoy watching. I'm a big fan of hers. But outside of that, honestly, and you know what? Before I answer this question, welcome to Raised on Film. This is Adam speaking, and <laughs> I just realized we forgot to do it. Uh, but we'll, we'll dive right back into it. But yes, this is Raised on Film. Welcome. Amber's back. Amber, hello. she already talked. You already heard her voice. <laughs> Sorry, say hello again. Hello, hello. It's me. We, we are talking Euphoria, and uh, as you've already heard uh amber specifically has got a lot to say this is a very popular show and we're basically just gonna continue on here and go right back to it so back to my answer season one i really enjoyed um i don't know if enjoyed is the best way to say it <laughs> but um cat her I, I got it written here Catherine. yeah, yeah so her nickname's cat uh played by barbie ferrera i believe yeah. um I loved her storyline. I think it was one of Jamie's favorites as well. Uh, and she gave a really good performance. I don't know if she has a lot of acting experience, but I just, I was fascinated by her kind of, I don't even know what you would call it. I actually wrote it down here. Um, she's basically going through her sexual self-discovery. And I think she's going through, uh, I think the, the phrasing, if I get the, I'm going to say some things and if I get it wrong, I apologize. Uh, but I think she's dealing with like, body positivity is that right right That's yeah the theme with Some okay body issues yeah so for sure yeah so i i did enjoy that and uh it'd be a toss-up between her and again i shouldn't say enjoyed because it, it's it's unfortunate it's like a little unfortunate but i like the i like the uh the journey she goes on it's fascinating to see her go through that and uh cassie as well was one of my favorites and just a wreck like she's crying in every other scene she's going through all this stuff she's got a lot of issues obviously but she's obviously going through a lot of stuff as well and just an incredible performance so outside of rue i would say between those two i think cat kind of veers off in season two and i from what i've read She's not coming back for season three. I don't know if you can confirm that. I but, can't confirm, um, but I've def- I've heard the same thing, and it's yeah, yeah. That's probably been my l- least favorite thing about season two. I think Kat's character, she really suffered in the in the last season. I, I it was I heard disappointing. It was like with the writer. Yeah, I've yeah. heard that too. I I felt like she got it, hung out to dry a little bit there. Well, it was in season two that I believe she, it, the guy that is really interested in her. I think I wrote it down here. Um, cat's love interest. Uh, Ethan, um, is it in season two at the beginning when she breaks up with him, or is that all wrapped up in season one? I don't remember. I when believe it was. it's in the beginning of season two. It's, uh, it's like, so disappointing because they th- like their story was, was so, so fun to watch. Like. Yeah. I was rooting for them. I really enjoyed them together. Ethan is fantastic mm-hmm. too. Like, yeah. Or there, I relate with Ethan. There's nice. my relation. I, I relate with Ethan. Ethan Austin 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 Abrams. <sighs> oh, the I, <laughs> I'm so kidding. I'm like I didn't know what. Is there another character? <laughs> yes, e, uh, Austin Abrams plays Ethan. Yes, yeah. I, I agree with you. I, I loved him. Yeah. Yeah, it just felt, I mean, honestly, it it felt a little bit lazy. Like, they just didn't know what else to do with it. Like, I don't know. I just feel like they could have, they could have done a lot better with, with, like, on the writing in terms of the relationship, like, and how it ended. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think, I think they had a really, I think they had good chemistry and it's just disappointing a little bit how that played out. 
Yeah, no, I, t- I absolutely agree. And yeah. I, from what I've read, I think they were having issues all of season two with writing her character. I think she disagreed with some stuff they wanted to do. I don't know where the writer was. They were on different wavelengths. Right. And they just kind of just kind of had her fade into the background, yeah. unfortunately. That's challenging. Um, yeah. And again, it's hard to say because we don't have the exact story, but I'm, to- I'm in total agreement with you. It was unfortunate because I loved her storyline in the first season. Um, I guess maybe I, I'm, I just want to know, so did you first watch Euphoria when the first season dropped? Like, were you at the, at the very beginning of the show? Yeah, I was pretty, pretty much. I think I started watching it in that summer anyways, in 2019. I can't remember Mm. if it was like July or August, but, um, I, I started watching it pretty early on. Um, like person, like I'm always watching out for new HBO series. I feel like it's a network that very rarely disappoints. So I was excited mm-hmm. once I uh, saw that it was coming out. Um, I think obviously like the content of Euphoria is, is pretty different from what we usually see from that network. Uh, but I also feel like they didn't shy away from putting that same sort of like raw like honest um twist or like take on on adolescence um i think it's yeah i was hooked right from the start and so your initial reaction obviously was was good did you like was it how how I I don't know how to phrase this. How how did the first season impact you while you were watching it? Like, and just quickly before I answer, for me, I knew I was watching a show. I knew it was it was well acted. It was well shot. The makeup was good. It was it was just a good show. But as I'm watching it, I I and I told this to Jamie. She had similar thoughts. Where I'm like. This show seems really important and it's really tackling something. It's doing a really good job in the stuff that it is tackling. Did you kind of get that as well when you were watching? Because we were late to the party. It was right before season two came out when we watched it. So I'm just curious if you kind of had that same experience. Yeah, I think I definitely felt pretty much instantly that like I was watching something that was really, like really good. Like definitely had like an important takeaway, I guess. Um, I mean, obviously with the main character being a 17 year old drug addict, like it's going to touch on some Mm -hmm. content that's a little more serious, maybe a little more troubling, but I think that's what makes it so compelling. Um, You know, that combination of like really amazing storytelling, really beautiful imagery and like, the way that they can kind of use Rue's addiction as a way of adding imagery that's maybe like borderline, like art, like artistic because it's like in her mind or like it's her trip. It's maybe mm. not actually happening. It was, it's really, uh, really interesting the way that they've kind of taken all of those things and combined it into something that's, a really like meaningful story you know um but yeah like i think also like obviously they've done a really incredible job on character development you'd like become really invested in these kids lives so yeah like like, a a majority like it's not like it's two or three yeah that's uh, that's the crazy thing right like i love the way that they used um episodes like the narrator to introduce each character and actually give you yes i forgot about like an origin story almost like it's so cool (laughs) yeah well i I totally forgot about that now did they do that in season two or was that just season one um i don't remember um i'm trying to well season two is a little different because i feel like it's um, there's almost a bit of a switch like it's we're still like hearing from rue but because it focuses on the play like um Mm -hmm. we get like more of lexi's take and i don't Uh, know if they continue on with the i'm god i can't remember to be honest yeah the i remember i remember the the first night we watched i think we watched at least two episodes maybe three and like it it was just incredible how 
immediately you're thrown into this world with all these characters with so much going on and you're just in it. Like I felt like after a couple episodes, like Jamie and I knew everything about these guys. And again, you're going to learn more as you go along, but it, it just did such a good job of pulling the audience in to this world. That's not all happy and go lucky. There's very little good things that happen in this show. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's very dark and depressing and a lot of people going through a lot of real things. Um, did season two, um, top season one for you? Did you like, what, 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 what was your takeaway from season two? I, I think that honestly, I enjoyed both seasons equally. Like Mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't say that one or the other is necessarily my favorite kind of like how we were talking about. I do think like a few things dropped off a little in season two cats, um, storyline specifically her character, um, but, I mean, other than that specifically, I, I think I liked them equally. I do okay. really love the play. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to yeah. talk about this too much. But I just think it's That's okay. so good. Like, I love how you kind of, you get into a place where you don't know what's, like, even real anymore. Like, what's happening just in the play. What's, like, a flashback. Um, it's it becomes like starts to overlap and it becomes like a little it's a little chaotic honestly but it's really oh, an it, interesting it crazy. yeah but it's really an interesting way to introduce another perspective so we start to see you know the same story stories that we've already watched but like from a different angle so you're now mm-hmm. seeing Lexi's story you're like hearing again like some of cassie's story but like from someone else's perspective right and it's yeah i think it's really really clever the way that they have done that um i think like i was saying like lexi's story to me is like very compelling because i relate to her um but i just i really love her character and I think that she was really given an opportunity to shine in the second season um Mm -hmm. her her relationship with Rue um especially like you get to see a little bit like you get a little bit deeper in that connection that they have like you know they were childhood friends and even though Rue's been going through a lot like you can tell that Lexi is still always there for her like she's definitely you know a ride or die girl I think she's a girl's girl all the way and that's I always root for a girl's girl you know um Mm. I think also her family dynamic is really interesting um so yeah I'm I'm glad we got to see more more from her and so I think that development is what really got me in the second season um but yeah I mean it's hard though because season one like we you got don't a have lot. to pick one, by the way. We they can tie. It's fine. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I- I'm in agreement with you as well. I liked both seasons pretty equally. It's it'd be really hard. To, I'm in the same boat as you. I'd, I mean, I might lean a little more towards season one, but if I do, it's it's by a hair. I mean, it, both seasons are really well done. Um, the um, so we already kind of mentioned this. The show is very successful in tackling multiple societal issues. I wrote a few down. I know there's a bunch, um, child and drug abuse, obviously, uh, body positivity, which we mentioned domestic violence, toxic relationships, male aggression, and just kind of as an umbrella over everything, just mental, mental health, (laughs) like in general. Um, and I know there's a bunch more, um, I don't really know how to phrase a question to go along with this, but I think we have to kind of talk about it. What are your thoughts on a show tackling so much uh, different stuff? Like we said, basically every character is, is dealing with a different thing. Right. It's almost like they've used the characters as like to represent like different sort of issues. And like, yeah, I, I think, you know, I think it's really important. I think, Um, I think if a show is going to dive into, uh, these sort of societal issues, it's important to do it in a way that's, 
um, helping to like destigmatize de some of these things. I, I think the show does a great job of sort of raising awareness on important issues, not just like throwing them in your face. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's a fine line because I think it's so important to like I, I think sometimes you know they go for the shock value a little bit at times I don't want to say that's problematic necessarily in this sh show for the most yeah. part but I, I think it sometimes can devalue the bigger picture um, like trying to do too much within the story it can feel a bit like soapy you know um, yeah, but I do feel like I, see what you're saying, yeah. I think they've managed to stay away from that. Um, it, like it's bound to happen when you're trying to touch on so many issues like in two seasons uh and it's still a tv show which yeah. you always have to put into account as well as grounded as the show is of course it's still made for entertainment purposes exactly and i do feel like like um when they introduce uh like these issues I, it does feel very intentional and i mm. think like I imagine in doing that, that the hope is that it will continue, like continue those conversations, like give us a chance to have open dialogue about them. And I, I, I do think that they've succeeded in doing that. So to me, like, that's all you can really hope for. Right. Like, mm -hmm. um, per and like we've talked about already a little bit, but like personally as someone who has a loved one who's an addict, like I, I do think they did a really great job of um, like portraying that reality. Um, I think they really did an amazing job of depicting like at least a portion of, of what that does to a person and their relationships. Um, mm -hmm. And I think it does a great job of humanizing addicts. And I think that's something that gets lost a lot and for a long time, and even still, like, when you hear people talk about someone who's an addict or, like, you know, homeless, there's this real stigma and, like, this a lot of judgment around it. Um, and I think for me that that was really touching to see, like, to experience that as a viewer. And, and the hope is that other people kind of get that from it as well, that, like, addicts are just they're just people you know like it's mm. <laughs> um i i think that they've done a really great job for sure yeah the um the standout sequence which i believe you can correct me season two episode five um i forgot the title of it but this the episode that opens with uh rue basically lashing out to her family i think it's like a 15 20 minute sequence she eventually ends up on her own in the street or something like that. I don't really remember right. how the it portray how it kind of escalates. But like mesmerizing and like from my perspective it's like is this wrong that I'm so engaged in this? Like there's so many things that go through my mind where I'm like I think it's good. I think it's good that someone in my situation, I can only speak for myself obviously, that hasn't experienced this firsthand I feel like it's good for me to see it in a contained way. Obviously Zendaya and everyone in the scene is, is not going through it. It's not actually happening, but they're performing it. And it really puts you in the shoes of someone that either is going through it directly or someone in their family that's going through it. And I think that's a, that's a, it's a good thing to see that. And this show has a lot of that. And that's obviously uh, that, that, uh, that specific sequence is it's long, it's drawn out and it really puts you in the apartment or the, I think they're in a house um, actually, but it, it just puts you in that situation. And I think the show balances like real life grounded stuff with a message. And it's also entertaining. You're still watching a show. You still want to escape, but you can't always be watching like happy shows where everything's, you know, hunky dory. They kiss at the end. Everyone lives happily ever after. And I think that show kind of balances this, really well sorry i think i just kind of no like totally, vented I, there for a little no bit. it's okay but, um, yeah. i agree like yeah. it's interesting like th this this was not from euphoria it was from there's uh oh, darn it there's a new netflix movie with um 
Oh my gosh, I can't remember her names. Okay, I might need to start again because I need to figure out what her name is. That's okay. No, this is, we're just all, is it Luckiest Girl Alive? Yes, it's Luckiest Girl Alive. Thank you. Okay. Uh, yeah. Myla. Myla. By the way, how Myla did I know that? Kunis. Myla Kunis. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. I'm like, what is a new movie that. that came crazy. to Netflix that's starring a girl? Yes. Um, this, it's just, it reminds me of, of this because, mm-hmm. so like, th- it, that's an adaption from a movie or sorry, from a book. Yeah. And the author <laughs> had like some shared experiences, like with the character that she wrote. And one of those, unfortunately mm-hmm. was, um, like she, she was raped when she was young and, mm-hmm. um, there's this like sort of like a, a discussion that comes up regularly with the idea of di- like of showing those things like assaults, sexual assaults, that kind of stuff to show it in television and movies. And like, is it too insensitive? Like, do we really need to be seeing that? And of course I understand like how that would be triggering for people. And I think it's so important that like, people know what they're what they're going to watch like that trigger warnings are included because I totally understand that some people cannot watch that it can you know I'm sure it can trigger past trauma or like it maybe is just too much for them and that is so fair but the point that the author was making is that like sometimes like it needs to be seen because it's reality these things happen and it's terrible but like to watch it is to understand like that terrible thing like to see it happen or to see it portrayed so i think like it's it's definitely so hard when you're dealing with that with that subject matter but it's important for us to acknowledge that unfortunately people experience this every day mm-hmm. and to not shine light on it is is not going to ever solve the problem like we need to have open discussions about it and we need to watch it and we need to feel uncomfortable and that's Mm -hmm. what brings us closer to hopefully fucking less awful things happening (laughs) like Mm -hmm. i don't know I, i totally agree um Quickly, before we go back to Euphoria, Jamie and I did watch Luckiest Girl Alive. And um, just to speak on the sequence that, that you brought up, the, the unfortunate rape scene. And I 1000% agree with you. And again, I will, I, I am a man. I will speak from a man's perspective. My takeaway from the uncomfortable scene that was shot in this movie is it, I, 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 I do, I, I, I I understand a hundred percent it can be triggering, but I think like exactly like you said, I think men, especially if it's in a situation like this, where the, the, the woman is raped, it's good to see not, it's, I gotta have to be careful. I know it's hard to word word it. Yeah. Yes. But (laughs) I'm sure you understand what I'm saying where in a lot of these situations, and again, there's a spectrum, but you have to understand how uncomfortable the situation is and try to sit. And again, it's like anything, any situation you want to be able to step out from your own shoes and look at the situation objectively from a different perspective. And that's literally what these filmmakers are doing. And you're a fly on the wall. You're, you're whatever you're, you're in the room and you see what is happening and how, and again, in this situation, how men are idiots and they are, they've crossed the line so far that, you just have to witness it. You can't just talk about it. You can't just hear, oh yeah, that's unfortunate. Oh, that's bad. You shouldn't do that. No, go in the room and be with the woman in this situation and see how ridiculous it is. And then that, and it's and like for people like me, 100% watch it. Don't shy away. You need to be able to see it. So then you can get, a, you, you can understand just a little bit more. Back to euphoria it's the same thing like I was saying before, where it's not fun to watch. Euphoria was weird because Jamie and I did look forward to watching the next episodes and we were engaged with the characters and there was a lot of drama and a lot of good stuff to be enticing to watch. 
but there was also uncomfortable stuff as well. And I, I, I totally agree with you. I think it's okay to be uncomfortable every once in a while, just like it's, you need to have uncomfortable conversations, whether it be with your spouse, with your family, with your doctor, you have to be able to talk about this stuff. And that's the whole point of the show right. is to showcase this kind of stuff. And being uncomfortable is fine because as uncomfortable as you are watching it, imagine how the person who is experiencing for real, how they're feeling. And that's basically right. And that's my take on it. Yeah. Like these are real experiences. These are shared experiences of real people. And so Mm -hmm. giving the spotlight to them brings us to, to a point where we can have open conversations about it and and again, it it comes back to that point where that feeling of of being isolated or alone in your experience, it becomes, you know, maybe it it makes you feel even a tiny bit better, right? Mm-hmm. And if they can do Absolutely. that by bringing these to light, then you know they're succeeding in in what I hope they're trying to do. <laughs> I'm assuming yeah. they're trying to no, do, right? For sure. Um, and kind of on the same topic, and I want to make sure I get the name right. So the so Jules played by is it Hunter Schaefer? Did I get that right? Yes. So, um and again, if I say something incorrect, I do apologize for anyone listening. So uh yeah, I, 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 I'm not as familiar with a lot of the stuff going on in the, in the transgender community, but I do feel that this is a good representation of a transgender girl, right? right transgender girl. I mean, I... yes. Okay, good. <laughs> Sorry. I just, I, I'm very careful. And, um, but, um, the performance is really good. I love her character. Um, and again, I, I'm, I'm assuming I got the pronouns, right. I'm, I'm just going with her. Um, but, um, just remarkable. And, and the main reason why for me as a viewer is they don't, and, and they can do this if they want, but they chose not to, from what I remember, they don't really make it a big deal that it's a transgender character. She's just a She's just a girl in this show. She's just another one of these characters going through her own struggles, terrible struggles, but, um, and has something horrific happened to her. But, um, I just, I, I admired that because she's just, and I, I, that's my whole belief with it, that just another character that just happens to be transgender and it's not a big deal. It's normal. And I, that, that's the big thing I felt. I don't know if you agree, but I just felt it was just normal in this show. Right, and yeah. And by the like, time they just we got... Yeah. introduce her as a, as a person and they don't... Yeah. It's not like right away that this is like her, like what her character is all about. It becomes no, like they, no. they do... Um, again, they dive into like some of her childhood and some of her family history. And I think they do a really great job of um, introducing... Uh, like you know some of the struggles she had as a trans girl but they um i i think she's just so unapologetically herself that it it doesn't it's not ever really like even a storyline you know well, can I say this? And again, I have no idea if this is disrespectful or not, but you kind of forget. You right. kind of forget that she is a transgender girl and you just see Jules, which For is sure. what yeah, I like. I don't like... know if that's right or wrong, but you kind of forget. And she's just whatever, whether it's her relationship with Rue, the stuff she's going through, you just kind of yeah she it's just not like it's put in the shuffle it's not like a key part of her yeah of her and i, I, like I admire just, that i like that yeah for sure yeah and is that what they people in that community is that what they want is that their goal i don't know but to me it's like i wouldn't want 
every other time she's on screen to be brought up that she's transgender and she continuously talks about it. Like if that's what you want to do in your show, go for it, do what you want. But to me, I'm like, this was much more impactful for me because I you have to think this is just what they want is just they're e- we're all equals. We're, we're just all these different characters in the show and we don't have to keep like we don't you know, keep pointing out other obvious things with other characters. So why would we do it with her? That is just my takeaway with it. It's just great performance. I, I wasn't one of my favorite characters, but I, I enjoyed her character and her story. I love her relationship with Rue. I think it's a very compelling relationship that they go through. I, and I, I feel bad. I forget where they ended off. Cause I know at the end of season one, she leaves, right? Yeah, so they're gonna yeah. like run away. I think like I don't know yeah. to New York or something, and yeah. Rue kind of starts to have like a panic attack, and she yes, leaves her there. Right. She she gets on the yeah. train and she leaves Rue behind. Um, so I want to segue here, and I don't really again something that really shocked me, and I don't know how long we're gonna talk about this, but I, I think it's worth mentioning. So. In this show, um, Euphoria made a statement when it comes to nudity, um, showing both male and female nudity, but um, really highlighting male nudity. And this led to many conversations with my wife. And um, I'll I'll let you start. Um, And again, I don't know how to phrase this. It's a very (laughs) weird topic. But... um, as uh, I guess we'll just go from the male and female perspective as a woman. How important is it to you to see a pretty even, again, I don't know. I don't have the statistics, but a pretty even balance of both male and female nudity, because as we all know, it's been very female dominated for very long. You see a lot more boobs than you do anything on the male body. And I'm just curious what, uh, you know, what, what your takeaway is. Right. Um, I always find, like, nudity, like, kind of, like, challenging. I feel Mm -hmm. like it's really important to choose nudity carefully. I I feel like with this show, when we're looking at the lives of high school students, they need to be very purposeful with the nudity that they choose. Otherwise, it feels like it, again, it becomes just shock value. It can become Mm -hmm. a bit tactless to me it feels um it feels a little male gaze still um interesting okay yeah i i do understand the value of nudity in some scenes um but i also feel like the show doesn't need it to be good i think the show stands on its own i agree i i again i think some scenes absolutely just for the purpose of it being more impactful, I think nudity is important. But like, I can't stress enough that I do feel like it needs to be very intentional. Um, I've I've read that some of the cast members felt like some of, like the amount of nudity at times was unnecessary. And I mm-hmm. agree that sometimes it can distract from the performance. And so I feel like it's a fine line. I understand the value in certain scenes, but I also, again, I think it's really important that they are purposeful or intentional with the scenes that they choose um, to highlight, like, that aspect. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, what did you think? Well... I, I, I didn't really think on, on that level, and I agree with you. HBO has been – I mean, Game of Thrones was the big hot topic. Um, right. Way more nudity, but way more unnecessary nudity as well. And I think it was the main actress, uh, Amelia Clark, after the first season basically met with them and said, I'm not doing this much nudity all the time because she's, like, naked throughout the whole first season. Right. Uh, like, and it gets ridiculous. And – um, so I totally agree with you there. Um, my big thing and the reason that led me to, to bringing this up for the, to, to talk about was, I don't think I've ever seen this many penises in, um, a show or a movie. <laughs> and I believe, I don't remember what episode it was, but when, when does Zendaya 
give like the monologue. I forget what the, the context of what's going on, but it's just a whole slideshow of different penises. <laughs> and again, total shock value. But the reason for bringing it up was the shock value is different. I'm not shocked because of it being nudity. I've seen lots of nudity and, and stuff I've watched. It's that many penises. And I, I don't right. want to keep saying the word because I hate saying the word, but um, I've already I'm already said it <laughs> too many times. It. You can say penis. But yeah. It's fine. But um, is it we- to me? And, and again, this was one of the topics I had w- with with Jamie was it, it shouldn't be this weird seeing a penis at this point <laughs> because we don't see it enough. And I'm not saying I want to see it all the time. Just saying it's so lopsided with male versus female nudity that and like you brought it before like the male gaze uh, you know for a long time it was a very male dominated industry and a lot of men are behind making these movies and they want to get attractive actresses in their movies and they want them to to be naked and, and all this stuff and it's and a lot of times when you when you have uh penises uh, it's usually they're usually fake like they're usually prop like they're made right. uh and it, again i don't really know where i'm going with this i'm just saying that I think it's good, but I don't think you, you you need a lot of nudity. I'm just saying I like that the show is kind of balanced where it's not just from the male gaze. Are there sequences from that perspective? Sure. I know uh, Cindy Sweeney as Cassie. I think she's has a bunch of nude scenes, which uh, a couple of them are probably unnecessary for sure. But um, I was just shocked with it and I'm like, I don't know why I'm so shocked. And then I, like I said, got into a conversation where jokingly, of course, but not really is like Jamie wanting to see more penises in movies and TV. Like you don't see enough of them. So <laughs> I don't know if you have anything to say about that. I might just be out to lunch. I have no idea. I'm just saying that I, just the shock value from that. I'm like, if it was a sequence of boobs, it'd be like, Oh, cool. Whatever. I've seen right, boobs yeah. in movies and TV all the time. But it, 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 was, it was a different type of shock value for me. Yeah, well, I mean, I think you're right. It's because we don't see it very often, right? Like, But that kind of brings back the idea that like having less nudity makes it more impactful, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you hardly have any nudity in the whole scene and then you have a scene where nudity is like 100% necessary – the reason why it's necessary or the impact that you're trying to get across by including it, it's going to hit harder than if you, like five seconds before we saw a huge set of knockers. And like, mm-hmm. I also think like <laughs> just to go off of that and I could be wrong because I, I didn't count like how many times we, we saw boobs throughout the series, but I just wonder like how many times Nate was with Maddie how many times yeah. did we see that actress's body naked? Like how much nudity was mm-hmm. included versus Nate with Cassie? And is it because? Oh, now you're bringing a whole other Is it because of cup size? Do you know what I mean? Like was oh, that 100%. a choice that was made because of like a real like artistic choice? Or was it just like mm-hmm. for no, I know, I know like, what you're saying. to sexualize? Like, you know what I mean? So... Yeah, I think again, like it's a fine line, and I kind of walk on the edge of it. I, I, uh, yeah, it's hard. It's kind of a hard mm-hmm. one for me because I'm not sure how yeah. I feel. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a bunch of different ways you could look at it. It can come down to the actress. Uh, one actress in her contract has a nudity clause. True, one doesn't. right? That's totally um, true. But on the surface, looking at the two actresses, you bring up a valid point. Maybe. Neither of them had it, and, oh, we want to show her boobs and not hers. Like, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I hope that's not the case, but... Yeah. I don't know. Like, I just... I I don't like when it it starts to come across as a bit... Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, force. Like, a bit unnecessary. A bit. Yeah. You know? Of just nudity for the sake of nudity, because they can throw Mm -hmm. it in. Like, and that, like you were saying, like, HBO's kind of had... thing with this before and like maybe part of it is just that like sex in the city as well yeah that maybe this is just a human body and maybe we need to just stop treating it like it's so you know such a big hidden secret like maybe that is part of it Mm -hmm. and i can appreciate that too like maybe we need to be 
a little less uh, prudish when it comes to nude bodies on screen. I don't know, but again, well, I, I need think... an answer. I need an answer from you. Like, the whole <laughs> point of this is to, is to figure it out. Right, right, right. What do we do? I don't. God, I don't know. Wait, I Adam will, has I will to stop say, saying like, penis. First of all, that's yeah. That's first where of we all, start. say penis five more times, and I think <laughs> we will have an answer. No, I don't. I don't think anyone needs to hear me say it anymore. Mom's <laughs> probably listening to this. Um, yeah um yeah so again shock value i think we kind of just went around in circles i think we kind of understand again and again we're looking at it from different perspectives obviously i just think that um uh yeah again i don't really have any i don't have anything like it it, (laughs) you have anything else it was it was it was it was just an amazing montage that was fun to watch and compare size for we're gonna compare male sizes for once did you ever watch the Um, banger sisters the Banger Sisters is that with uh, Susan Sarandon? <laughs> yeah, 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 and Goldie Hawn. I think so. Yes, I think I watched it years and years and years. Yeah, I don't really remember that it, was but... like gave me that vibe, kind of, because they have they pull out that box of uh, mem- memories, and it's a bunch mm-hmm. of pol- Polaroids of uh, penises. <laughs> um (laughs) actually speaking of and like i don't think that that was like a moment that euphoria was intentionally like making reference to the banger sisters unfortunately um (laughs) but i i did want to mention just because that reminded me i do really love uh all of the references to like classic movies or sort of tropes that um we do see in euphoria i don't know if that's something that you've kind of I haven't thought about. Do you have any off the top, a couple off the top of your head? Um, I mean, like obviously there was like the sort of montage, like with Romy, like uh, with Rue and Jules playing a bunch of sort of like f- famous um, romantic interests. There was like Romeo and Juliet. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, what the hell else was there? There was like Snow White, Ghost, Titanic. Um, or no, Romeo and Juliet wasn't in it. Sorry, I'm thinking of Romeo and Juliet was in the Halloween episode because Jules dressed up as Juliet. And yeah. then there was like that pool scene that kind of mimicked Romeo and Juliet. Um, oh, okay. Anyways, yeah, there was, yeah, Brokeback Mountain was in the montage oh Do you right, remember that right, right. episode i don't know i vaguely season two i think vaguely yes i do um but yeah i feel like there's a lot of like little things um i think there's some reference to like in Fez- uh, fezco's like um origin story like episode i think it was i think it was the first episode of season two where they you see sort of the storyline of um fez's grandmother and there's sort of like a bit of reference to like goodfellas like some of the music and um that kind of same vibe i might have missed some of this stuff i'm glad you're telling me this i didn't even clue in i don't remember anything Like, is it, is it like obvious? Am I like completely oblivious to all like, I don't think it's like some of it obviously is like the, Mm. when they were like literally dressed up as. Yeah, 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 for um, sure. No, I I don't remember at all. (laughs) Well, we haven't even talked, we we haven't even talked about Fez. Like that's another great storyline as well. Even when him and Lexi like talk about Stand By Me, like it's more of like a reference, but I, I just enjoy that they kind of go back to those things or like the detective episode where Rue and Lexi are like good, good cop, bad cop kind of routine. Mm-hmm. Just okay. all those little things like well, it becomes very like we've... dramatized all of a sudden, you know? Mm-hmm. We've talked a lot about the girls here. I just want to just quickly because uh, we're nearing the end here. Um, Nate and his dad. Do you have any thoughts, anything you want to talk about with, with their portrayals, like the performances and the characters, like really rough stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't even know if I have, if I could unpack it. I think Mm -hmm. that they do an amazing job. Like the actors just absolutely amazing. Um, Mm. I think it's, it's definitely like an important discussion. I think it kind of touches on like a lot of different issues, probably um, more specific, obviously to men and, and young men. Um, yeah. sort of like that toxic masculinity and um, sort of this idea that there's like a lot of shame around being like open with your feelings towards other men specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, how, I mean, I'd love to know your your take on it. Um, yeah, I mean... Obviously, we the performance is good. I think, yeah, I've always been pretty open, and I've obviously experienced temper and, you know, not anything close to that either. Again, I'm referring to him and his dad. Um, but I think it's important just – I'm just trying to go through his kind of story because he – he discovers his dad's secret, right? Right, when he's pretty young, I think. Yeah. And, and... so, obviously, that's, I mean, that's going to f- fuck you up as a kid to see. I mean, even, like, certain pornography, like, if you stumble across, like, violent pornography, like, that's one thing. Yeah. But to see your dad, like, like, <laughs> I, I can't even imagine what that would do to the psyche, like... How, how much how much sympathy how much sympathy or empathy does nate get oh like, do, do you get do you none. Give him, like no none. okay not an inch like i i uh... not with the stuff he does obviously to, <laughs> no, i'm not talking about that i'm talking about with the, the situation with his dad yeah i mean i feel for him like it sucks to mm. <laughs> have a complicated yeah. relationship with your dad and obviously mm. it sucks to have a dad who's really pretty fucked up like oh he beats like he beats him up doesn't he and like okay as we're talking i'm remembering more and more stuff like he goes and beats up that one guy right that is flirting i think with i forget which girl like that oh my god that character's story is like was one of like the harder ones for me to watch i think his name was tyler um it was like shortly after Nate and Maddie have a breakup. Maddie's trying to make him jealous and she right. publicly has sex with this like totally unknowing Oh, in the pool, in the pool. In the pool in front of everyone. Right. And I think This show's so good. Yeah, he's like out of high school, like maybe yeah. 19 or something. So you it's know, all he's coming back still to young. Now, yeah. Like he probably shouldn't be at this party, but it, it was consent yeah. like it was consensual consensual like she I mean they were drinking, so like I'm, yeah. I don't want to get into that because like of course that shouldn't have happened, <laughs> but Nate is a psycho, like yeah. basically beats this kid up within an inch of his life in his own apartment, like breaks yep. into his apartment, like insane, and then later on they frame him, right? Like yes. they frame him for the choking yep. situation. And oh, I'm I just forgot over about the here choking. like this poor kid just tried to have a fun time at a party and is now literally living hell. Like, yeah. it's so sad. I honestly just forgot all this until you, you, you started saying, I'm like, oh my God, this all happened. And then the parents right? come into the school. Yeah, yeah, no, I remember. Yeah. It's crazy. What? I forget. What's the, the mom's in the picture, right? Yeah. But she's, but, I think she's, she's a little bit. She's quiet, right? Like she's, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously we don't do too deep of a dive in their like family dynamic, but yeah, obviously like there was some fucking bad parenting happening. Like that much. Okay. Obvious. (laughs) Yeah. So this, okay. So this will be able to frame my answer a little bit more now that you, you, you nicely walked me through Nate's (laughs) incredible journey. He goes on, which is absolutely (laughs) terrible. Um, I think it really showcases the importance of 
like you said, parents, specifically mothers and fathers. And this kid needs a mom and a dad. And he's lacking in both categories. And he's unable to express his feelings properly. And he has no one to turn to. And then on top of that, he discovers this terrible thing from his father. So it's really tragic. <laughs> like, obviously. It is. Like, it is, yeah. And you would think people going through stuff need an outlet of support. But some people don't have that, unfortunately. And again, I don't. Yeah, it's. It's, I'll just say it's, it's, it's hard to watch. It is. Because you want, I mean, I mean, the thing with the Nate character is he, I don't, you can correct me. Does he have any moment throughout this entire show where there's a glimmer of hope? (laughs) Any redeeming qualities. Like is Mm. between sexually assaulting girls and choking girls and beating people up? Like, is he ever, does he ever do anything Well, I mean, he turns in his dad. He calls the police on his dad. Okay, so there's a little glimmer. But okay, I don't do know. Like, part of me, I feel like that was, like, a revenge thing for him. Like, I don't know if it was because mm-hmm. he thought it was the right thing to do so much as he was just really, like, mad at his dad and he wanted to hurt him. Um, Interesting. Yeah, he it's... does give um, Jules' character the disc, though. Like, this, yep. the DVD disc that has her assault on it so i still don't care i hate him like oh 100 <laughs> percent. and like for what he did like the shit he put jules through was so fucked up too like oh my god yeah. and maddie like i felt for maddie like so, like so awful especially in season yeah. two this some of the things that happen with her and nate but mm-hmm. i think too like part like part of what i really love about the show is like the different dynamics of friendship and like seeing all these young women and how they support each other and how they really care about each other and so when all of that stuff happened with Nate and Cassie like I it wasn't about Nate like this idea that like she stole Nate or something like who gets about Nate like he's terrible like no one wants someone to end up with Nate because he's never gonna be a a good choice it's always gonna be toxic for me what was so sad is that that female relationship was ruined and like that I think was what really hurt Maddie so much is that this was a person that she trusted and that she went to like and told like a lot of the shit that Nate did to her like she confided in Maddie or sorry in Cassie so that was really sad I think when they were gonna have like when they had the first um fight when Rue first um spilt the beans and Maddie was standing on the other side of the door and she just she just broke down and she was like I would never do this to you you know like that to me was so sad mm-hmm. um, yeah, anyways you, you got really yeah, sidetracked you, there from what we were talking about no but... no no <laughs> yeah well no we, we we covered everything fuck Nate um, <laughs> yeah fuck that guy but um, it's interesting because you would think I, I don't know if a season three is already greenlit. If it's going to happen, I have no idea. But I would yeah, just I think bring it's it up. Ma- the, it's been confirmed. Okay, so you would hope, and it would probably be best for the show that you know I don't know if season three would be the last season, but the journey of Maddie and Cassie, you know, mending their fences and and hopefully like that's what we want to root for, right? Is right. that you want them to get back together because you're totally right. This show is the, the, a very important quality of the show is friendship. For um, sure. Just in general, just all different types of relationships, but it doesn't always have to be boy meets girl, girl meets girl, like a loving sexual relationship. Like these friendships are so important. You're getting a lot of movies like this as well with just tackling themes of friendship because it's, yeah. it's just as important. Well, those um, are my favorite love stories yeah. are the ones about friendship. You know, like, yeah, I think they're it's it's it goes underrated, but like they're the most rewarding to watch, you know, for me mm-hmm. anyways. Yeah, no, I to- totally agree. Doesn't I mean, it's always nice to see. And we, we ranked our favorite yeah. rom-coms like we, we like a good them. rom-com, a good yeah, rom-com, of course. a good. What other romantic <laughs> <laughs> categories are there? I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally agree with you. And I, and just the way it's set up, you, you hope that they're able to become friends again and not let some douchebag 
fuck everything up because they they were again i don't know specifically but they were close right the two of them yeah oh yeah yeah they were yeah they were like the best friends and Mm -hmm, then like um so it was ruin lexi cassie and maddie and then cat was maddie's best friend like her other best friend i think that was for the group dynamic and then there was that one other character that i always forget her name and She's definitely, like, more of a side character, but she's pretty funny. <laughs> I don't know. Do I have her written She was, down? like, she would sometimes be at parties with them. Okay. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, We're not going to touch did, it. We're not going to touch base I, on that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you, I, I have, like, one thing to end on, but did you have any questions for me? Have we touched upon everything you wanted to discuss? I think so. Um, I was curious, like, and I didn't realize this until we decided to do this episode and I was kind of trying to do a little more research. Did you know that this was adapted from another show? I did not. There was an Israeli show with the same name and it's like kind oh. of like loosely adapted from that. Isn't that so weird? I did not I had know no that. idea. I was reading about it, and apparently it's it's also narrated by the main character who's also a drug addict, but it's revealed in that show that the narrator has actually died of a drug overdose and is narrating, like, beyond the grave. So, like, they're kind of doing some, uh, like, I don't know, I guess they're probably doing some foreshadowing and, like, back and forth, but... Um, Interesting. I don't think that's a spoiler. Like, I, I think they decided not yeah, to go you that route it. here. Gonna die. That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> spoiler. We're going to find yeah. out that she's been dead this whole time. Um, <laughs> but no, I thought that was so interesting though. I had no idea. Yeah. I had no idea too. That's. Well, there you go. Mm. And you said Israeli, you said. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. that's a whole yeah. other culture. That's, that'd be. I know. It's crazy. Is it, sorry. Was it a movie or a show or a book? I think it was also a television show. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, um, my question I wanted to end on is um, if you were talking to someone that's never seen this show, how would you recommend them to watch it? Um, <laughs> that's hard because it's such, it's such a loaded show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's incredibly entertaining and I, I think that's because it's built from the complexities that are real life and are reality for so many people. Uh, and like I, I already mentioned this, but like, again, because we're all drawn to stories that we can see ourselves in, even obviously if it's not as dramatic or as intense. Um, you know, it might be romanticized or exaggerated, but it's real, it's raw, it's relatable, and that's what makes for really amazing television, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think I think this show comes with a trigger warning, absolutely, and it's not going to be suitable for everyone, um, and, and I mean, probably not even safe for everyone, depending on you know, your mental and emotional well-being and your past experiences, traumas that you might have. But, um, like, I think that's important to mention because it's not something that should be taken lightly. I do think this is a really powerful show, and I would definitely recommend it um, with caution to anyone, really, like, age-appropriate, of course. But Mm -hmm. I think it's a powerful show and i think it's worth watching for sure well that was beautiful <laughs> yeah i will i will you? watch it again i will watch yeah. it again. <laughs> go watch it adam <laughs> um sorry you asked me how i'd recommend it yeah what do you think well it has lots of boobs and penises <laughs> um so if you're into that definitely check it out um no it's again you nailed it perfectly i think it's like it's got, it's got a little bit of like reality TV in it. Like I've I've watched Jamie kind of, you know, she loves like Love Island and all that kind of stuff. It right. has it has a little bit of that. It's obviously a, way more, it's better performed. Performances are great. Um, it tackles a lot of important social issues that I think a lot of people should 
you know, check in on. And again, like you said, trigger warning, like the, the, it does get dark at times and there's a lot of uncomfortable stuff that you're going to experience. But I think that's a good thing. I think it's handled well. It's in good hands. There's great characters uh, that you can relate to. We talked about this early at the you know, show, a character that you related to. I'm sure everyone else can find someone that they relate with. And um, yeah, it's just, it has, I think I said this earlier, it has a really good balance it's got the hook that TV shows need to have. Not huge cliffhangers like, oh my God, you know, whatever. Like there's a little bit right. here and there. But it's but it got still that. Wants, it leaves you yeah. wanting more for sure. Exactly. It's got the TV essence to it. It is pretty grounded. It can get a little sensational at times, but it's 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 really well done. Cinematography is great. Like in regards to just filmmaking, it's very well done. So Absolutely. definitely check it out amber and i both say everyone listening check it out even check though we just out. spoiled the shit out of it yeah so <laughs> we didn't really do ourselves a, a proper service here we're spoiling it as we're recommending it we'll put a little spoiler uh warning yeah. a little trigger warning a little spoiler warning yeah we'll put all it's the fine. warnings yeah, all the warnings sure. it's gonna have a big old caution sign on it for yeah. sure <laughs> <laughs> and no one's gonna listen to it because yeah. yeah they're gonna be like what the hell what is <laughs> i'm scared <laughs> Thanks again for joining, Ember. It's always a pleasure chatting with you. And uh, yeah, I know you're going to be back uh, in a bit here with another episode. But uh, this was your your big number, your two episode here, and uh, it was great talking to you. I think it was. Uh, I can definitely see the passion with the with the show. I, I can definitely tell that it impacted you. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was fun to talk about, even though uh, the show isn't always fun. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Not as fun as this podcast. <laughs> no, yeah. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thanks for listening, everyone. Take care. <laughs>